This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hello, listeners. My name is Tammy, and this is Quad Pro Quo. I am joined by my three co-hosts, Allie. Hi. Guido. Yes. And Matt. Hello there. We are a movie podcast inspired by the quid pro quo scene in Silence of the Lambs. Each week, we pick a movie, and this week is Allie's pick. But before we get before to Before we get to that, Guido, it's your birthday on Saturday. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. He's, I got no, you no, no, no. Early pr- it, it's, it's not his birthday. He's leveling up. That's how he likes to call it. Oh, yeah. We're le- leveling up to 36. Okay. So you're oh leveling my up. Goodness. I got you a level up, early level up present. What's that? Aww. You have to open it because it's kind of hard to tell what it is. What is this? Oh. What is that? It's a tapestry. I it's love tapestry. It's a tapestry. But this it has the death head moth, moth on it. Oh, like from Silence of the cool. Lambs. Oh, that is so Look at pretty. That. So now, whenever we come over, we can be like, I am here to view the, the tapestries. I cannot wait to hang my tapestry. I know. I thought Silence you would like it. Of the I got him a, a tapestry with the death head moth on it from Silence of the Lambs. It looks really cool. It does look cool, right? Yeah, it looks pretty. Yeah, it and looks awesome. It looks very uh, adult. So I maybe you so. could t- take down some of your like Miller Lite hot girls from your wall in the basement. Well, no, let's not. Let's not get. Hey, ourselves. hey, okay. he's just turned thirty six. He's not like being put out to pasture or anything. <laughs> no, but he does often say, "I want this to look elevated, like an adult space." You know? Oh my! And he doesn't. He doesn't want it to be a man cave anymore. He wants it to be a study. He wants it to be a man cave, but he doesn't quite know how to let go. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I, I thought you would like that. Cool. Well, that yes. is really nice. So goodbye, movie theater size poster of what's that Morgan Freeman movie that? Ah, uh, Kiss the Girls. Kiss the Girls. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, That's a good you. movie. That. So we're gonna retire the Kiss the Girls poster and put up the tapestry and put up my tapestry not the pirates of the caribbean one uh no that stays is that that, that's the one where carol knightley looks pretty good in it right yeah it's the first one built for speed it was a mylar i took from the movie theater when i worked there yeah what are your birthday or leveling up plans guido i i think i'll make a prime rib Ooh. i thought we were going out to dinner i'm so confused with my mommy yeah we're gonna go to bardea steak yeah, yep, in Wilmington. Oh, nice. So be, that'll be super cool. They've got a chef tasting. It's like 250 bucks, but it's got like all their different types of meat on it. So it's super bougie. So would you say this dinner Wagyu. is all for one or one for all? Oh, my gosh. It's all. It's definitely all for it's one. It's going to be all for one, seeing as it's his birthday. What a great segue. That brings us to my pick. Yes, Allie, what, did, what movie did you pick for this week? Oh, Tammy, thank you for asking. <laughs> I picked a movie that came out in 1993 and was directed by Stephen Herrick and stars Kiefer Sutherland, Charlie Sheen, Oliver Platt, is this Chris O'Donnell, is? Tim Curry. It's The Three Musketeers. Walt Disney Pictures presents the story of the greatest heroes who ever lived. Okay. Bette Midler. How'd you get in here? How did you get in here, Bette Midler? Okay. Around the room. Had you seen it when I picked it? Had you ever seen it before? Tammy? Oh yeah. You had? Oh okay. yeah. I've I've watched this many a time on um Disney on on TV and then Probably like TBS and growing okay. up. It had been a while though. Okay, Matt. Oh yeah, this was like this was like a rainy day movie in school because it was like oh yeah, based on a Dumas novel. Um, yeah, Three Musketeers. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Oh f- fuck it, kids. You're watching it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, also it's been a while, so. Yeah, okay. I have a hangover, kids. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna put this in and. Uh, it's historically accurate. You enjoy. Oh, is Guido? I watch this movie a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And in 96, when we moved from L.A. to Chesapeake City, Maryland, okay, we my dad had a little six inch TV and he'd put in the middle between my sister and I in the back seat. 
Okay. It's an 11 day drive, right? Right. So he recorded a whole bunch of movies onto like a camcorder and then played it from the camcorder to the TV. And this is like one of the six movies we had. Oh my gosh. We watched it a lot. That's amazing. I love how you're dating yourself right now. You're 36 years young. I'm married. What are you talking about? So cute. I mean, kids today don't know how easy they have it with their own iPads with 900 movies and television shows on it. The struggle was real. Streaming services. So I saw this movie in the theaters. So my elementary school, we used to do, it was like a night at the movies for the whole school and our families. So you would go with your parents and like the whole school would go. The whole, like the entire school oh, from like kindergarten fine. to sixth grade. And so like one year it was like the little, the little Mermaid. One year it was Beauty and the Beast. Apparently one year it was Three Musketeers, which I don't know if it's appropriate for all age groups, but... It's PG. Well, we watched it with our seven-year-old and our three-year-old or yeah, four-year-old today. Yeah, it is today. PG. Yeah, I mean, Pratt killed a, that jailer by sticking him on spikes. That was pretty... Our, our seven-year-old goes, there's a lot of guns in this movie. And I'm like, well, there were a lot of guns back this, then. Back then. Yeah. It's historically yeah. accurate. And as I you mean, can see, these are muskets, and they mm-hmm. take 13 minutes to reload. Ugh. I knew he was going to say something well, about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that historically accurate? Yes. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Good. No, they weren't. They were reloading yeah. and firing like within two no, okay. minutes of each other. It was historically accurate in that they had flintlock muskets. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, let's get started. So I do have one question. Oh, yeah, of course. Can I pour brandy in a carriage and then pour gunpowder in it and then shoot it with my gun and it would explode? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Just the gunpowder would have done it. They didn't need the brandy. The brandy was just to make it just smell extra. good. You know, the brandy was because it was, it was that was because his extra flavor. It's because remember it was France. In, remember in National Treasure when they shoved the flare into like the the boat and it blows up because of all the gunpowder? They don't have accelerant there. They just oh, have the gunpowder. That's yeah. true. Well, let's get into it. So, the Three Musketeers again. It came out in 1993. Um, it is based off the book The Three Musketeers, which came out in 1844 and was written by Alexander Dumas. I always think of um, The Breakfast Club. Doesn't he say dumbass? Or no. No, Shawshank Redemption. Thank you. You're welcome. I was of course you would of, know um, that, Tams. I was thinking of The Breakfast Club when he says uh, Moliere really, <laughs> something like that. We can't say the name right. You're right. Alexander Dumbass. That's from the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> so we open with meeting the villain of our movie. Cardinal Richelieu, played by Tim Curry. Just he is such a good bad guy. Such a great actor. Such a good bad guy. Yeah, I'm surprised there were so many. There were so many banners and all that stuff, like drapes in the castle, because he was just chewing it up, chewing. But, But in a good way, though. Tim Curry, like you know, usually you say that about somebody, like they're like terrible. But Tim Curry, he just devours everything because he's just amazing. Did mm-hmm. you see his armor chest piece accommodated uh, his little paunch? Mm-hmm. It's got a little it's yeah. got room for his tummy. He's got amazing robes. They're oh, yeah. silk. Mm-hmm. He's a corrupt cardinal. Oh so. boy. Michelle or I'm sorry Tammy at this point is just like are they all cardinals or is it just this one? <laughs> Had anyone read the book? Has anyone read the book? I've I, never read it. My I mother loves it. The Three Musketeers. I have it next door if you'd like to read it. I've read parts of it. And I read the this one book. It was called um, the book that the Ninth Gate, that Johnny Depp movie was I based like that. off of. Uh-huh. That was a good movie. The the whole Satan aspect was added to it, but like it was like about Alexandra Dumas. Did he write the County Monte Cristo too? Yes, yes. he did. Okay. Yes, so my mother loves those books. Oh yeah, yeah. County Monte Cristo is. I've read that. Dumas was pretty much one of the, if not the greatest, like French author yeah. in literature. I've read part of it. Okay. So I'm, Rich- I'm hopeful to read it all the way through within the next decade. <laughs> <laughs> so Richelieu has the has a plan to basically disband the Musketeers. The Musketeers protect the King of France, and um, Richelieu wants to get rid of them. And we'll find out why in a little bit. Then we cut to a sword fight between D'Artagnan, 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 and a very effeminate man played by Paul McGann, who also was. The eighth doctor from Doctor Who. Okay, there we go. No way. Yes. Yes. Of course, nobody in this podcast would know about Doctor Who because nobody watches it but me, but he well, only I, I knew it. He only did one episode. It was a made for T V movie where they were trying to revitalize the series and that was it. Well, so I, I guess it didn't revitalize the series. No. He got Thanks, beat Paul by McGann. a guy that wears cut, a blouse like and that. a lady's hat. But we love him. 
Yes. And, he actually plays two parts in this movie. But we also are pretty sure that the way that he says D'Artagnan was the inspiration for Bette Midler, how she said, Book! in Hocus Pocus. D'Artagnan. So they're fighting because D'Artagnan basically fucked this guy's sister. And D'Artagnan is played by Chris O'Donnell. He's so pretty. He's very pretty. Was that a wig? Or do you think so? I was going to ask. I don't think so. Per our conversation about uh, when we had Wyatt Earp, or I'm sorry, uh, Tombstone, do you think the facial hair in this movie is also realistic? Oh, I should have. Matt said he he thought everyone was except for. Uh, I don't know about. Who's the the main head goon? Nah, the main head goon. Michael Winnick. Yeah, the American guy with the Spanish face. The guy that's like talking like yeah, this. He's really great. That, 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 that was definitely his. That's his, because yeah. he always has yeah. that. He always has that in every movie. I feel like everyone's is is real, except for maybe, um, you said someone's wasn't, but I can't remember now. That's okay. We'll get to it. Yeah, I think it's real. Chris O'Donnell plays D'Artagnan. His father was a musketeer. He rides off to become a musketeer. He wants to go to Paris. There's a rousing chase through the countryside. He's being chased by Doctor Who and his brothers because, again, we're assuming he fucked their sister. He just says, my sister's honor, which basically means they had sex, right? He dishonored her. Oh, yeah. yeah. He disrobed her and dishonored her. Yeah. He deflowered her. So the musketeers have been disbanded. They've been told by Cardinal Richelieu that they've been disbanded. They will no longer be needed to protect the king. And the Cardinal's guards have taken over. And that's when we meet Rochefort, played by Michael Wincote, famously also in, in uh, I almost said Indiana Jones and the Prince of Thieves, <laughs> Robin Hood and the Prince of Thieves. Doesn't have an eye patch in that one, but I always think he does. He played um, Guy of Ginsburg in uh, Robin Hood. He was also most recently in... Um, nope. Nope. Also... More famously, I know you don't like this movie, but he's the bad guy in The Crow. I love this guy. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's so cool. good in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's real good. His voice, everyone, like once you hear it, you'll, you know who he is. He's like so. Good. It's so scratchy. Yeah. But three of the musketeers will not yield. And those are Athos, Porthos, and Aramis, the three musketeers. Athos is played by Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, Porthos is played by Oliver Platt. And Aramis is played by Charlie Sheen. We're good. Mm-hmm. I w- Does anyone have a favorite among the uh, three? Yeah, the yes. only one that did a good job. Porthos, uh, my favorite. The only one that pr- I still have a thing for Oliver Platt. Yeah, my <laughs> fa- like- my favorite is probably the only one who didn't get the script sent to him in rehab. So yeah, Oliver Platt probably. I Kiefer, Kiefer. Kiefer Sutherland. He actually is good in this. Oh, no. This yeah. might have been around the time too, where when Julie Roberts left him for the dude from the Lost Boys. Yeah, sorry, Charlie, you did not show up in this movie, dude. Wait, oh, Kiefer he, Sutherland he really was in didn't. the Lost Boys. He Jason didn't. Patrick. He she didn't. left him for the other Lost Boy. Mm-hmm. Charlie Sheen didn't come for like six weeks. He missed all of like the sword fighting training. That was one of my fun facts, you bitch. Well, he he just said he didn't show up for the for this movie. He was he filming hot. Not. He was filming Hot Sharks Part Two. Yeah, it's much better. So he missed out on all of the sword fighting and horse riding training that everyone else had to go through, which is why he uses his fists a lot and his pistol <laughs> and he, his pistol. And yes. he was usually the one that was fucking everybody aside yes. from D'Artagnan because they went through intense sword training or they're not really what are they fencing? Well, what are they called? Rapiers? Right, yeah, rapiers. That's what they're called, I, I, yes. Yeah, I was really going to ask, are they rapiers or are they cutlasses? I forget. They're definitely rapiers. Cutlasses are going to have a nice curve to I it. love them, too. They're so pretty. Yeah. They're so pretty. I, I hate broadswords. They're so like, ugh, whatever. Whilst running through the countryside, Darstanian sees two ladies being chased by brutes on horseback. And he's, he saves, quote unquote, these ladies. But they're not just ladies. They are the queen, the queen of France played by Gabrielle Anwar, and her lady-in-waiting, played by the only person with an actual French accent in this movie, Julie Delpy. I'm glad they all didn't fake French accents. They don't even try. They don't even try, which I kind of actually like better. Which is why Tammy's like, is this, this is France, right? Julie Delpy is French. You know her from those Richard Linklater movies, like After Sunrise, Before Sunset. An American Werewolf in Paris. God forbid. No one knows her from that. I do. Gabrielle Anwar was in Son of a Woman. She was on an episode of SVU. She was also on Burn Notice. Oh, that's right. She was on Burn mm. Notice. Yeah, yeah. So that's the queen and um, her lady in waiting. And but Dar- I've always, because I, I wanted to say, like, I wanted to say there needs to be a general consensus where, like, everybody sits down. The cast all sits down before the first read through and be like, okay, guys, show of hands. Accents? No. No. Okay, so not even British accents. All right. Okay. No. Okay. 
Yeah, are they? They did be, not do that on that Ridley Scott movie. <laughs> are they going to be what the British people would they have to do American accents or like? I, I would say whatever accent, whatever your accent did was is. bad. Yeah, you mm-hmm. just do it. You just you keep just, it. Yeah, yeah. But like Chris O'Donnell's running around, and I mean, of course, I saw this movie after I saw Batman and Robin, so I'm like sitting there, I'm like, oh look, it's Robin. He's mm-hmm. being Robin. Mm-hmm. But then everybody else is like. Like Tim Curry's like, I'm Cardinal Richelieu, a sweet transsexual from Tasmania. Well, Tim Curry is British, I think. Yeah, I think so. But, I think. But then, like, Charlie Sheen sometimes has one. I don't really think Charlie Sheen even attempts. Kiefer Sutherland's the only one, I think, that didn't try to attempt. He's just like, meh. Yeah. You think Oliver Platt tried? I think in, like, a funny way. Yeah, yeah he I was, mean, like, yeah, comically. Okay. The lady-in-waiting and D'Artagnan are quite taken with one another but um they ride off so would that um, please you then <laughs> as d'artagnan makes his way through paris he runs into each of the musketeers athos played by Kiefer sutherland challenges him to a duel at 12 o'clock porthos oliver platt challenges him to a duel at one o'clock am i doing it wrong or is that what no, you're no, doing? No, no. okay I'm, I'm keeping track with my hands for those at home and aramis charlie sheen challenges him to, to a duel at three o'clock so three duels in one day He's making friends. He's making friends. He's running around a marketplace in France. And the second, Tammy not knowing this was France, how can you tell it was a marketplace in France because nobody had a baguette? You know what? Maybe, Maybe if Notre she just Dame did some background. research beforehand, she would know, you know, what Why France would research? look like. Because <laughs> if you don't do research beforehand, you'll usually fail the movie. Just saying. Well, this, I did not. <laughs> this, one, this one, luckily, isn't as complicated as your... Yeah, your... your turd rolling down a hill movie complicated okay love it so the queen confides that she's lonely so let's be honest they're probably like 16 years old the queen and the king she's from austria he's which, from Fra- which louis was it, it was louis, I, don't know. I think it, the 13th okay. she lies awake at night aching for a man's touch they probably most likely haven't had sex they're young why wouldn't they have consummated their marriage though because because he is a little boy. They yes? don't know each other, and it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. It's just. You know. It's, I thought that ha, was ha, loud. Ha. I thought they have to. I could not get the boner. <laughs> like they don't marry until they're both able to bear children. No, that's not true. Really? No, no not back then. It when you when you, when the king died, the next person took up, and then you got married, basically, and you're promised to somebody when you were like four months old, basically. Oh, so he he had to take over the throne. He had to take over the throne because okay. his father was killed. We yes. learned that, which because is why D'Artagnan's the, father died protecting the king, and then the king was killed. And so. then that's also why the musketeers were disbanded because they failed to, to protect, protect the, the king. king. Yeah, so this so is the, he's a yeah. brand new king. He's brand new. He's married to fresh this chick from Austria. She's lonely. She tells Cardinal Richelieu, and he and the king's angry. You know that uh, the musketeers were disbanded because he didn't get to tell them in his nice little soft way. I was like, to tell them in, those are my in friends. my time. And France is on the brink of war with England. When are when they? When aren't they? Yeah, let's England. be honest. His well, haircut yeah. is something else. Ooh, it's so pa- it's like it's like um looks like a young squire. He, <laughs> or so a Brian like Nagel. Like a poodle. Do you remember that haircut you gave Brian Nagel? I do. Mm-hmm. Or who's the uh in Shrek? Oh, Lord oh, Farquaad. Lord Farquaad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, when aren't I'm like, wait, you're not at war with England right now. You're always, always at war at with war. England. So we find out that Rochefort, the guy with the eye patch, he was expelled from the Musketeers. We hear this. We find out why later. And uh, the three Musketeers, Athos, Porthos, and Aramis, will not stop protecting the king no matter what. Then this duel scene that's supposed to happen between D'Artagnan and it's supposed to just be um, Athos, but all three of them show up. Seems. What are you doing here? Yes. I'm supposed to duel this yes. asshole. It's great. It turns into a fight between the four of them and the guard or the the cardinal's men and Rochefort. And we get the first of many eye jokes in this scene. Lots of eye jokes because Rochefort only has one eye. Correct. This is also where Paul McGann, the guy who said that, that guy, he plays <laughs> he plays the guy who is fighting. D'Artagnan in the scene. He plays a second part in this movie. Oh. You can't really see him. Double Matt, saw, Matt said it too. Matt said it. He was like, is that Paul McGann too? I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. To make it, it's it's like night and day because he's not a, he's not as much of made up like a, a French dandy. Yeah. 
So we find out also that Aramis, Charlie Sheen, was one of the Cardinal's students. So he's takes death very seriously. He's more religious than the other ones. Yeah, he's a poet and a priest. Yes. Um, and then the three musketeers right away. More guards show up and D'Artagnan is arrested because he's kind of a puss. And also he has a very conspicuous hat. It's like, a lady's hat. Like literally, oh, with the feather ev- like everybody was yeah, able to. Everybody was able to find him in this busy French market because he's literally wearing like a hat from Go Dog Go, it, like the big Go Dog Go that Dr. Seuss book. Where like yeah, one of the sequences, it's about. like the little dog says to the, "Do you do like, you my, like hat? my hat? I, I do, do not. not like your hat. Yeah. Goodbye again. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. But she's got like this. She always has this big hat, clearly not designed by Halston, but. Yeah, it, I, I did comment on the hat. It well, looks... I think all of them wear hats like that. Well, but his was his stood out way more because it was like white. Yeah. Like so, D'Artagnan. A hat that big should be like covered in fruit. That's <laughs> it. D'Artagnan is thrown in the prison below the palace. The dungeon. The dungeon, uh, and he does kind of escape, and he witnesses a secret meeting between. Lady De Winter, played by Rebecca De Mornay. De Mooney? De Mornay. <laughs> Rebecca De Mornay? Who was also in Backdraft. Yes. She's Kurt Russell's wife in mm-hmm. Backdraft. Yep. And Cardinal Richelieu. Oh. She is tasked to carry a treaty to the Duke of Buckingham. The Cardinal wants an alliance with England so that he can remove, you know, Lord Farquaad from the throne and take <laughs> over the throne himself. <laughs> I love how you're calling him Lord Farquaad well, now. Yeah, might as well. I mean, all you have to do is just call him King Louis. Fine, King, King Louis. Louis. Okay. That's funny. But it's also it's also funny because, like, it's a prison scene in Paris. Well, I mean, I was wondering, I'm like, is this still in the city or is this in a different prison? Because, funny enough, what's Rochefort, the actor's name? Michael Winnick. Michael Winnick also plays the warden of Chateau d'If. In the which, Count of Monte Cristo. In the Count of Monte Cristo, yeah. which is another famous prison in France. Hmm. Well, it's not a real prison. Well. But it's a but yes, you're right. In in a, another Alexander Dumas book. Yes. So D'Artagnan is supposed to be executed, supposed to have his head cut off, but he escapes because the musketeers help him. We're oh. with you always. Yes. All for one and one for all. And every time Charlie Sheen says a word, he doesn't fucking believe it at all. Oh, poor Charlie. You know it. What did what did the executioner like Oliver Platt say? Oh, to him? this axe was Oliver a gift Platt. from the Tsarina of Tokyo, Tokyo. So like yeah. a Tsarina from Russia. But okay, what? Well, yeah, you know, just whatever. Like, just he like says, his his uh, America. Yeah, his, his the thing that Chris O'Donnell spilled wine on was a gift from the Queen of America. Yeah, America doesn't have a queen. Yeah, yeah. it was you, like very obvious me a liar? they were there to help him out. He's cute, adorable. So the cardinal places a bounty on their heads. Dead I or loved, alive. I love this escape scene. I though. prefer it dead. It was freaking great. Oh, the yes. chariot? The, yeah. Or the, yeah. The carriage scene? Yeah, they all ruin his his carriage and jump in it. And they throw and, the, yeah. the gold coins to the people yep. who are starving in France because mm-hmm. everyone's always starving. In champagne? And they're like, oh, yeah. champagne? They're trying to give some to Chris O'Donnell and they're like, oh, you're too young. And I'm like, too young for wine in France? Yes. Really? And because we're like, in the middle of a fight. You're right, something red. Something red. Oh, yeah. Oliver Platt. <laughs> and then <laughs> we found the cardinal snacks. The yeah. secret snack drawer. And then, yeah. and then also, He's meanwhile, really the best, I mean, like, uh, even comedic relief. Right? Even in a movie, Kiefer Sutherland is driving impaired. Oh, he gets man. Oh, no. Burn. Oh, do you think he's, yeah. he's well, going to Chris live? O'Donnell takes over for a little while. Yes, but this, <laughs> this is where they also blow up the um, the chair. Is it a chariot? A carriage? A carriage. A carriage. A carriage. It's a carriage. Um, Full of black powder, Tams. Yeah. 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 And then we get a fun scene in a, a tavern. Lots of drinking and, and, and kissing ladies. Pretty ladies. Some people take their drinking seriously. Yes. Like, and... Charlie Sheen, he's like sitting there saying, oh, no, you have to give him a speech. I'm like, no, oh, dude, no. This Charlie Sheen bad. would not waste time on speeches. He just would be like, you want to fuck? Let's fuck. Let's go. All right. Oh, no. I, I feel he, like you're projecting modern day Charlie Sheen on 1993 Charlie Sheen. You think there's a difference? Yes, I do. I do. Well, no. Charlie Sheen was definitely reading something in the background, and that was his lines. And then, like, he, the whole poetry scene where he's reciting poetry is like, I can't fucking believe I'm saying these words. He's, you can I'm see it up. on his face. I'm hopped up on tiger blood right now. He's like, I Again. cannot believe I'm here. <laughs> okay. Could be worse. Could be two and a half men. 
And Athos tells uh, D'Artagnan the story of a count who loved a woman. And it'll come into play later. Okay. Ooh, foreshadowing much? The next day, when they're riding away, cannons are fired at the musketeers, and they separate. Athos and D'Artagnan go one way, Porthos and Aramis go another way. And they're supposed to meet in Calais, because that is where the boat that will take Lady de Winter the spy. to England. Oh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. The spy, because they don't know that the spy is Lady de Winter yet. Dun, dun, dun. Sorry. We'll take the spy to England to deliver the treaty. Okay? Calais is a real place. Is it near Dunkirk? <laughs> Isn't it where the young British people go it, on vacation no oh well, no you're thinking I of abitha ah yes sorry no that's dunkirk um calais is is probably close to dunkirk it's where like i think actually when you take the tunnel from england to france you you arrive in calais wait a second there's a tunnel that connects england to france have Dude. you seen mission impossible yeah you've never seen yeah it's the, called ch- the tunnel it's, it's the tunnel it goes the, under the english channel the cha- yeah you didn't know that? No, I thought they were all fairy and shit. No, no you know, no. it's... it's Mimi li- went on it. I it's, thought it was like straight up nothing but fairies. I didn't know. It's no. literally... Or, or like, a bridge, maybe. Like, I, I think it takes like two hours. It's really yeah, great. it's like... It's a, like a two-hour tunnel? Yeah. They're, you're in a it's, tunnel it's for 20, two hours. It's 20 miles. It is... Or whatever it is in kilometers. It, but it's 20 miles from the closest tip of England to the closest tip of yeah. France. Oh, that's cool. I'm not saying no. I'm not saying you're in the tunnel for two hours, but the okay. entire trip I think is like two hours. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So then we cut to a weird giant milk bath scene um, with the queen. Giant milk bath. Oh, that's where you got the I mother's. Think it's milk. just soapy water, but <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> it's just such a huge bath. It looks like an amazing bath. So who's milk? I, I don't know. Did Mothers. it go? No, I think it's just soapy water. It's okay. a lot of the. It's that a lot of like milk water. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of. It's a lot of the peasants' milk. <laughs> so she gets out, and the cardinal comes in, and he's being all like, creepy and gross. <laughs> yeah, he puts her robe on. For yeah, her. it's really inappropriate. Freaking weird. Also, I thought it was really she's nice. Most likely, like again, probably fifteen years. Supposed to be fifteen years all right, old. Maybe. All right, it's gross. He's just sitting there going, "Hua." So the cardinal asked the queen to speak with the king about his birthday celebration because the birthday he doesn't want to have his birthday celebration, his Emo. leveling his leveling up celebration. And he the cardinal says maybe you can speak to him. He'll listen to you. He has a lot of feelings. Then we get this really cool scene in the forest with D'Artagnan and Athos fighting the guards, and Athos says to D'Artagnan, "You go." You know, intercept the spy, and I'll stay here and fight everyone off. Yeah, and it's then, a lot like the scene in The Patriot when Mel Gibson. It, I thought is, it was the same forest. I really did. Yeah. I but like, Kiefer bit him, didn't he? He goes, I, "No, he get out of your you show, I show you yourself." And yeah, then that's right. D'Artagnan says, "Like, oh, I'll never forget you." You're eating worms right now, D'Artagnan. It's a lot. It's a lot. Then we get a scene with the with the king and the cardinal, and they're talking about the birthday celebration. I don't He's like, want "Here's it. what I want on my cake. Okay, it needs to be light blue, like my sash." All right. But, Your Majesty, we have to have this celebration. Also, have you seen my boots? Need new boots. Amazing. I need the Kurt Russell boots from Bear Trouble. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, D'Artagnan's riding. He falls asleep. He's just so tired. Falls off his horse. Oh, yeah, because he's wounded. No, he's not. He's just tired. No, he got shot. Yeah, he's got a boo-boo. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, so he got shot in the shoulder. It just went clean through. Okay. He's rescued. By Lady de Winter. Okay. And then when he wakes up, we are greeted with heaving bosoms. These are the heaving. most, these are the heavingest of bosoms. Milky white mommy milkers. It is so flawless. <laughs> There's like, nothing wrong with those, it. Those mom, fabulous. Those mommy milkers probably provided all the milk for the queen's bath. She's always looked, she still looks good too. Yeah. She's, she's a beautiful woman. She really is. She's like she, Christy Brinkley. Yeah. Never. Yeah, these ages. are these are the he they've topped Buffy on the heavingest of bosoms the heavingest in of the bosoms. quad pro quo history. Yes. So they're your top heaving bosoms. Just no Monica Bellucci. So far. But, you know. Well, we haven't done a Monica Bellucci movie yet. You could do that mob movie that you want to see with Tony Collette. Monica Bellucci's in that. I would I would like that. She tries to stab him, basically. They smooch. She tries to stab him. And then she has the mark. The fleur de lis that Athos talked about in his story earlier in the movie in the pub. The dun, woman dun, with dun. the mark, which means she's basically like kind of like a scarlet letter. Like she's a 
she's like a black a widow. She's a black yeah. widow, basically. She kills her husbands. We'll black that. widow. So then we get to the ship in Ca- in Calais. 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 It was Bodie Le Botfist. So he just gets away from her, right? Well, the guards come in and, and they're going to kill him, but he basically like gets them to take him with them because he says he knows something about oh, what's awaiting right. them in Calais. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. So there's a fight aboard the ship with the musks, the musketeers, and Lady de Winter's men. All the men on the boat have been killed by the musketeers. Because yeah, there's that one scene Don't where like start now, won't be none. Where there's the guy that has a sword and he's flicking it around and then and then and then bam! And I was like, oh well, if it worked in Batman and it worked in Raiders of the Lost Ark, it'll work here. It was Porthos that did that. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, really Port funny. Port the pirate. God, he loves his work. He's so great. So then we find out. That Lady De Winter is the woman from Athos's story. Her name is Sabine. Which Sabine. I love, I love that name. Star Wars character named Sabine. There is? You, we're going to see her later okay. in Fulani. It's Fulani stuff. Okay. So Sabine tells Athos that the plan is to assassinate the king at his birthday celebration. This is when they're on the cliff because they're going to they're going to kill Sabine because she's a bad person. And yeah, cuz cuz the she goddamn spy. She's treason. Well, it's treason, but treason. also she killed her husband she, and, and the husband's brother yeah. was her dad. So they're going to cut off her head, but then she I mean, I feel like Keith Sutherland only has one volume level in this movie. No! Like it's a lot of yelling. He's lost, boy. A lot. <laughs> Very oh well. Well played. And uh, he, again, Sabine says that the plan is to king kill the king, assassinate the king at his birthday celebration, and then Richelieu will take the throne, which is not how it works, but that's fine. Um, and then she jumps off the cliff. It was just like, she's just like, Bleh. yeah, they were going to cut her head off. It was very Game of Thrones. She's just like, goodbye. Yeah. I thought it was the same place from Game of Thrones. Remember like in the first episode of Game of Thrones where they killed the wildling and they cut his head off? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, or they killed the guy from the wall. Don't I thought lose it was the same place. <laughs> it kind of looked like it. Was this all shot in like no, this England was, and France? No, or? it was actually mostly all shot, shot in Austria. Oh, oh, I mean, it's Headcutter's Rock. Okay. I mean, everyone knows yeah. where that is. So then, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. we're as the Musketeers and D'Artagnan are riding back to Paris, they're sending word to the Musketeers who were disbanded. They're shooting arrows with messages into trees and saying, all for one, one for all. Yeah, so that makes that whole scene at the beginning bullshit. Okay, I'm sorry. I know you said, yes, they burned their outfits. But they're you all, always have a backup. Because they're all sitting there and they're all just like... Yeah. They're who like, has one outfit? Yeah, who has one work uniform? They're like, eh. You think Superman has uh, one suit? Like well, when you work at Sir, you get a couple dresses so yeah. that if one gets dirty, you can like But they didn't have to one. do the whole dramatic thing. They could have just been like, okay, bye, whatever. But they had to sit there and go, I guess because they were French. So they had or to Or maybe because like, it's a movie. They're like, yeah. Eh. Okay. But then, like, and they we all got have their swords too. Yeah, we got all this. They're hidden- rapiers. They're hidden in our barrels. That is the old age mic drop. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. So then we get the birthday celebration. It it's begins- flamboyant. It's, it's also a wonder why the French people overthrew the monarchy and killed all the aristocracy because everyone was starving and they were spending all this money on birthday celebrations. Celebrate me! It's my yeah. birthday. <laughs> well, to be fair, the king. Did say he didn't want to do it because people because people were starving. It's true. So D'Artagnan intercepts the assassinator, <sighs> which we thought was Brian Cox from Secession. <laughs> I was like, is that Brian Cox? To be honest, it did look a lot like him, and I looked it up, and it's not him unless he's uncredited. But it but, looked a lot like Brian Cox. But then I even I even wrote down. I was like, is it is it movie law? It has to be movie law. If there is a sniper perched up somewhere about to shoot someone. They have to do something that causes a reflection oh, yeah. that a good guy sees it and then has to climb up. Yes. Yes. Well, how do you think tropes happen? They yeah. have to start somewhere. They have to and start boy, somewhere. this movie is chock full. Oh yeah. But this guy but I not was in like, a bad not a bad way. But it, like it's an originator, right? So But part of me is wondering where the reflection came from because usually it's from a scope and this guy didn't have a right. It was from his scope. Rolex, yeah. dude. Well, it's probably from like the It's because thing. he had such a shiny gun. It's a shiny gun, yeah. Okay, so then there's a great fight between the the cardinals guards and the musketeers. They come out of hiding. It's it's Bloods versus Crips. It's circa great. France. Circa 1844. <laughs> Reds and blues. Okay, you know what to do. The cardinal reveals his plan. We get an excellent sword fighting scene between Rochefort and first. 
uh, Athos, Kiefer Sutherland, and then D'Artagnan. Excellent sword fighting. Like, really good. I mean, this mm-hmm. is what this six weeks of, of training really came into play. He was very flamboyant with his stuff. He was like, sha, 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 sha. Well, they're French. He must have gotten an additional two weeks on top of everybody else because he looked great. He looked the best. I was even sitting there like, there's no way those guys could beat him. I also don't know if anyone knows the uh, little Star Wars nod in the fight scene. Suck la bleu. So when Rochefort and D'Artagnan are fighting, there's a scene where D'Artagnan kind of does this flip over his head. Impressive. Impressive, which is from Empire Strikes Back. Nice. I didn't know. And Rochefort's all dressed in black like Darth Vader. I killed your father. He did kill his father, which is what we find out. Rochefort killed D'Artagnan's father. This is the reason Rochefort was just obviously kicked out of the Musketeers. He was the one who killed D'Artagnan's father. He's such a one-eyed monster. Nice. (laughs) He didn't see that coming. Yeah. We also, Aramis gets shot, Charlie Sheen, but the bullet stopped by his crucifix. You got shot. He says, see, there is a god. Cute. But he said it in a super lame way. He did. Oh, you just don't like Charlie Sheen at all, do you? Not, no, I love Charlie oh, Sheen. Okay. Just this movie, I was upset. Okay. So they're chasing the Cardinal. They're chasing because he is the king and queen. He's holding them hostage, basically. And um, we go back into the dungeons. We see the the gross dungeon master who I'm assuming has leprosy. Look, he got he got the spikes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and Vincent he, watched it. Okay. Did, did he like it? Well, he he was just like staring at it for a really long time and then he paused it and then he rewound it and he played it again. He did that five or six times. Why? I don't know. I think it was the stabbing. He was interested. But did you see how awesome it is to have a house that has like subterranean catacombs like that? It's awesome. This is something that we keep saying that we need. I mean, it's going to take a lot of effort for you and I to dig our trench. Yes. Andy Dufresne did it. Yeah. Like... 27 you know what? years. We just so need one bubba. If bubba. we could get one bubba to help us with the digging, you yeah. know, I well, would, I would hey, feed her tons of You milk. have all those spare uniforms from your grocery stealing days. So use one of those. <laughs> oh, I thought she act, was going <laughs> to act as a delivery person to a woman's house. Oh, my God. Allie, all I said was that I had a hat for each grocery store that I, thought, I go into so that if something is not on the shelf, I could just go into I the back she said, and get it myself. I thought she was going to say she was going to get, he should get bagel to dig it. But then I'm like, no, that means it'll end up going the wrong way. Yeah, it'll, it'll go to Joyce's house. It'll go to Joyce's house. Oh my God. And it'll leave string cheese behind. Oh my gosh. So as the other musketeers are chasing the Cardinal, during the fight with Rochefort and D'Artagnan, D'Artagnan does kill Rochefort with the help of the lady-in-waiting. Very, She slides him to his rapier and uh, stabs him. Got him. It's a good you death. You got rape. Uh, never mind. Oh. You got, you got, you got rapiered. Rapier. Yeah. So they chase the cardinal to the water passage under the palace, which is pretty dope. Yeah, it makes you wonder how the hell the... You know, Louis the Fifteenth and Marie Antoinette didn't get out of there. They got a getaway boat, dude. They which they should have used the tunnels. They did get out, then they got captured later. Tell me, it doesn't look like he should have some gold coins to pay whoever's on the other side of that boat. Oh, you mean like crossing the river sticks? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, I forget who. What's the name of Karis? Yeah, that's the guy steers the boat across the river sticks. Better pay him. So uh, on the boat, Aramis is actually the guy steering the boat. So he punches the cardinal, and then the king finishes him off. Falls into the water. I don't think he's dead, but he will die. Yep. Let's be honest. And he has got a raging chub. Super boner. Right. Kisses he's the like, queen, finally, finally, oh my, I, oh my god, it works. Finally, I can produce offspring. Bonjour, bonjour. And then he walks over and he kisses that lady. Les poissons, les poissons. Oh, we are go- uh-huh. les poissons. We are going sorry. to have children oh, that will then be beheaded by the peasantry. We are sorry to the people of France who may listen to this podcast. If it, listen, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> yeah, if the French words. knew how we locally pronounce Havre de Gras as Haverty Grace, Havre they wouldn't invade tomorrow. Yes. Oh no, I used to tell people I said that, les poissons. I used I to I, I used to I used to like fuck with coworkers saying I was born in Cuba. That's how I had like dual like dual citizenship and I was like, "Oh yeah, no, I was born in uh, off the port of Ave de Grasse." Ave de Grasse. In Cuba. In Cuba. Ooh. And they believed. Very nice. Amazing. So the end scene um is 
D'Artagnan becoming a musketeer. D'Artagnan. He's definitely becoming. He became everywhere. He kisses the lady in waiting, which would not be acceptable. But whatever. And then as they leave. I'll handle this. D'Artagnan. We also protect each other. And then, quite possibly the greatest song ever written for a French Musketeer movie, All for Love, sung by Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting. And that is end credits. Yeah, did you notice that... That's right, but be- right between the end credits, it tells you it's Brian Adams yeah. and like it gives you everything about the song before you see a single like credit for an actor. It's Brian Adams featuring Sting and uh, Rod Stewart, so yeah. I guess it's a Brian Adams song technically. Really? Yes. That's so funny. And that's the end of the movie. Oh, sorry, I closed my notebook before my before fun facts. Oh, you got some superlatives. Hold on. I'm you got sorry. some I fun apologize. facts there. I've got some fun facts here. Could you say it in like facts. French? Le fun facts. Um, Le fun facts. Okay. Oh, no, I have numbers though. That's gonna be tough for me. Trente. That's thirty. <laughs> uh, de unfortunately, this only holds oui. a thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, Sorry. I noticed that. Yeah. It had a budget of $30 million and it made $111 million, So it made a lot of money. That's, That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, so as we said earlier, Kiefer Sutherland, uh, Chris uh, O'Donnell, and Oliver Platt went through six weeks of fencing and riding lessons. Charlie Sheen missed out due to filming Hot Shots Part Two. There's nice. some friends for you. It's on my list. This was mostly filmed in, Austri- in Austria. And Brad Pitt turned down the role of D'Artagnan. <laughs> Sad. And it went to Chris O'Donnell. There were a lot. Could, there were a people, lot of people. But I Brad mean, Pitt turned it down. All kinds of Chris. Yeah. I mean, Brad Pitt with that like feathered mullet, that mm. pseudo Kurt Russell wannabe mullet. Yum. Who did Oliver Pratt beat out? Platt. Platt. Well, I, I saw Al Pacino um, was considered. So- who did he beat? I don't Al Pacino know. was considered for one of the musketeers. Or was he? No, he was probably Cardinal <laughs> Richelieu. I don't probably know. Cardinal. He could have been sitting there, being like, "Hua, I want to be the king of France." Well, it would, yeah. re- nanny, nanny, it would reunite uh, uh, quite a number of people because they yeah, were all instead of a woman together. Okay, so um, I guess we'll go around the table. I'm I'm just gonna say uh, I talked to Tammy about this earlier this week. This is probably too much information, but I have I I've pinpointed this movie as I think. Don't roll your eyes. My Sexual awakening. <laughs> I really do. I know Why this is so this embarrassing. I know this. I, you know what? I'm You're not embarrassed. You're doing this to yourself. I'm not embarrassed. For women and for men. In, in, for me. Okay? <laughs> bing, bing, bing. Yes, the bean flick. I don't know if Hold I was no, flicking no, the no, bean no, at no, nine. No, 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 I was nine years old when this movie came Let me do it in, in French. So, la bing, la bing, la bing, la bing, la bing, la bing. She's bean flicking. Okay. Bean flicker, bean flicker. So this movie spawned my inappropriate love of Charlie Sheen, Major Oliver Platt, who I still love, and Kiefer Sutherland, and my incredibly inappropriate obsession with Rod Stewart when I was nine years old. My parents gave me cassette tapes of Rod Stewart because I was so obsessed with him after this movie. Because his first name is Rod. I know, and. And, and I will say this: the 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 queen, like that milk bath, was like transformative for me as a as a nine year old. <laughs> Meanwhile, I hate Rod Stewart because oh no, I don't like him anymore. It's really no, just the song. No, but I've always hated Rod Stewart because at one point my grandmother well, I guess if had you hated everyone has to hate. Yes, him, huh? they do. I am a fascist, so but <laughs> we knew my, that my grandmother had a haircut just like Rod Stewart's. And she also, because she, 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 she smokes a lot of cigarettes, okay? So, um. Yes. So she ends up looking like. I can like, envision your grandma now. She looks like, like at one point, I was like, my mom, my mom right there. And I was like, <laughs> no, I don't think you're sexy. I don't want to let you know. Go away. Amazing. Go away, Rod Stewart. All right, uh, Tammy, pass or fail, end. Your favorite musketeer. I'm going to pass. <gasps> Yay. Um, it was so funny because we were talking this morning after we watched it. La- we watched it twice. And I said to Guido, you know, I I feel like I liked it so much more when I was a kid. And Matt was like, 
well, you probably weren't paying attention to the plot. <laughs> you know, because it's true. Like, you're looking at the sword fights and all the action and the yeah. characters were funny. And then I watched it again uh, later on that day. And I was I was like, I like, you know, I still really like this movie. So that's why I'm passing it. My favorite musketeer, I think, uh, would be Oliver Platt. Porthos. Porthos. Yes. Matt, pass or fail on your favorite musketeer. Well, first, I just like it's funny that Guido said that you wouldn't like it because of the plot, but the plot is is written off of one of the greatest. But does bo- it follow the book? Yes, it does. It, it does. It does. It does follow one of the musketeers because I think Dumas did like two or three adventures of the three musketeers. But it's also a fictional oh, nice. book. It's not a historical. Yeah, it, it's book. not. It's not a. Yeah, it's not the, historically accurate. The like, cardinal would never take over if the king and, was. And it literally, like, it literally made Louis the Thirteenth, who was one of the worst of the Louis, look to be like, oh, I don't want to have a birthday party because people are starving. Oh, it made him look good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, which is inaccurate. It's now like, one of the worst Louis is Teresa's husband on Real Housewives of Because I'm I'm pretty sure it was Louis the Thirteenth, <laughs> and then Louis the Fourteenth was even worse, which then caused the the overthrowing of the monarchy mm. and all that. You know, then because didn't Rip Torn play Louis the Fourteenth in that in Marie, Marie Antoinette? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love that movie. Which Louis were in uh, the Man with the Iron Mask? It would probably be one. Probably be either fourteen or fifteen, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Which, okay. Well, no, it'd be probably fourteen because they, the man in the Iron Mask, are these characters just older? So I, mm-hmm. I would say it'd be maybe the fourteenth. Yeah, this is 14th. yeah, this is a sequel. So that was yeah. a good one. Okay. Malkovich was probably the biggest. Um, I'm, I even watching it as an adult and I was ripping it apart. I know, but I still rip apart movies that I love. So yeah. you know what? Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. I'll pass it. Okay. That that is another like historical period that I would like to read up on now more. I've even I even wrote in my notes where I'm like rapiers are basically my second favorite like sword fights. It's I like, think so. Too. It's like it's yeah, like they're fun to watch. It's like samurai swords, then rapiers, then like scimitars or cutlasses, and then this is quite and, a list. And then broad and then a lot of different weapons. And Top then five. and then medieval weaponry like broadswords and stuff like that. So clunky. And then Marshall to halberds and well, claymores. Light, lightsabers don't count because that's science fiction. Right? That's not real, Tammy. Not mm. yet. <laughs> You're not allowed to like them the yeah. same. This no. actually happened. This three musketeers is factual. <laughs> Rapiers actually did exist. That's true. Your favorite musketeer. My favorite musketeer would have to be drunk driver. I mean, Kiefer Sutherland. Because because everybody's going to say Porthos. He's hilarious. But Amazing. Athos was kind of like for me. He's kind of like the Batman of the group. So you know. Okay. He's got the he's the grizzled past and. If you if you ask me who I thought played the best of their characters, I would say Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I would also actually say. Oliver Platt. He was a great Porthos. Does anyone have a problem with blonde beards like I do? I don't know why it bothered me on Kiefer Sutherland. I thought that, it was beautiful. Uh, it just grows in like that. I know. I know it's not his fault. It just feel like it looks... Thank God mine turned red at one point because mm. I used to have a blonde beard. I, maybe because it's did. so close to... You did. Oh. You did have a Viking beard. All right. Guido? Okay. Pass, fail, and favorite musketeer. I pass this movie because I really like it. Yay. We know it's not Charlie Sheen. Oh, no. Look, I, I like Charlie Sheen, but he was phoning it in this movie, man. And you know it. And my fa- So my favorite uh, Every- musketeer is Kiefer Sutherland because I felt like he was the only one that did a great job. Okay. I- so we're not... Porthos is great because he was Chris successful. O'Donnell. No, D'Artagnan sucks. Well, technically, Chris, no. he wasn't, he wasn't a, a musketeer until the end. Like, if they made a sequel with all four of them, like if they did the Three Musketeers right again, which is, you know, another Dumas book, then we could include him. But he's yeah. like... That he's scene... Like, he's like Robin to their Batman. Exactly. The, the scene where D'Artagnan's learning how to do some wenching, okay? And then, you know, Charlie Sheen's like... Poetry is usually how I slip mine in. Oh my god! Watch this, and then he just fucking ham fists a poetry, and then he's like trails off midway. He's like, "Good lord, this guy is not in it." And then D'Artagnan's like, "I can do that too," and then he forgets half a. a He's a little boy. Oh, he is a little boy. Can I say one of the? I forgot to bring this line up, but I think the best line in the whole movie. When Cardinal, was he a man of God or a man of gold? Oh, no. no, 
When Cardinal Richelieu is trying to put the moves on Lady de Winter and she shoves a knife right at his groin area mm-hmm. and he says something with a snap of my fingers, I could have you killed. And she says with a flick of my wrist, I could change your religion. That just basically means she was going to fucking circumcise him. Like, I, that is a great line for what nice. is basically a children's movie. It's very pointy. <laughs> it's super pointy. Uh-huh, I see what you did there. All right. Well, that's a pass all around for, for the sure. 1993 version of the three musketeers mm-hmm. we were that all was a good one. we that were was a all good for one, one and one for all you know it was you that inspired me to pick this because when we were over at your house a couple weeks ago you were playing the song in your basement for some reason and i was just inspired i forgot about that song. when, so when something crawls into my asshole? head I, it is when something crawls in my head i gotta play it out yeah or else it'll just bang around in there until you know, I'm pretty it, sure uh, that's how Natu Natu ended up winning an Oscar. Natu Natu Natu. Wasn't yeah. uh, wasn't the theme song from Backdraft? Yeah, like a Brian Adams song or something. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't. Then, what was what was at the end? No, it, no. Um, we'll have to look it up. We yeah, don't know. I feel like it had something to do with that. Then all we right. got into Whitney Houston. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Well. Next uh, week is Matt's pick, Matt, quid pro quo. Uh, my movie was released in 1991. It was directed by Mark L. Lester, written by Stephen Glantz and Calliope Brattle Street, real name, <laughs> starring Dolph Lundgren, Brandon Lee, sorry if I butcher this, Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa, and Tia Carrera. My movie is Showdown in Little Tokyo. And it is available on HBO Max. Wonderful. We are at Quad Pro Quo Pod across Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are also part of the Deluxe Edition Network. And you can find out more about us and the other amazing podcasts at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Shout out to Barrel Aged Flicks. And I think my favorite named podcast on our network, History I'd Like to Fuck. <laughs> they are the pod- <laughs> they are the podcast of the month for April. And also, you guys should vote for us in the Denny's, which is our network's first annual awards. We are up for best podcast, but there's also a lot of other really fun categories. Our- Teddy Roosevelt for president, I'd like to fuck. Yes. Our category that we picked is movie with the best worst accents, we'll say. <laughs> Best and movie with the worst accents. Do you remember what? Um, which quite ones, a few Keanu Reeves movies are in there. What, yeah, which ones were they? Just let you know. Um, Bram Stoker's Dracula is one of the options. Devil uh, Advocate's one of the options. There's quite a few. Uh, Gangs of New York is one of the options. Highlander so, is one yes. of them. So there's a lot of different categories. But Cruising you should, for a piece of ass. You should vote for us. You depeshed. <laughs> you should vote for us for a podcast. But of Dad, the year. you said we lose. We're we're devils. We lose. Yeah. And again, you can you can find that on deluxeeditionnetwork.com or it's also on our website. You can find the link to vote in the Denny's, but it's also where you can suggest a theme month. Like we did a cage match, we did a Russell Tussle in May. We are doing creature feature. Very excited. And you can suggest a theme month there. Or you can send us an email at, at quadproquopod at gmail.com. And until next week, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. Zatanya! <gasps>